Good evening, everybody. You are listening to the Give Me the Points podcast. I am Soup, along with my co-host Tyler. Two weeks in a row. I don't know how you did it, but you made it two weeks in a row. I think this is the first time. I think this might be the first time you've made it two weeks in a row. But I'm glad you're here. How are you? I am fully torqued uh, and ready to go. So we're here two weeks in a row. I think. I mean, I think we might be able to push for three next week, but let's not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah. let's not make any promises we can't keep here. Um, we did well last week. Um, yeah, like seven units or seven, seven units. Yeah, um, we hit yeah. the big teaser, the seven-point teaser, which was the Rams minus two and a half and Tampa Bay money line. That was six to win four. Um, we hit on the Packers to cover against the Bears. That was three to win two and a half. We hit on the over 42 and a half in the Sunday night game. That was three to win like 2.8 or whatever. Never in doubt, too. Never in Never doubt. doubt. No, I knew that. <laughs> Guaranteed. Lock. I mean, zero, zero halfway through the second quarter. I don't care. Um, Mr. Matthew Wright, software engineer with the walk off Jacksonville field goal. We hit yes, the team of yes. Jacksonville over 22 points. Um, they finished with 23. And then the Raiders um, to cover the three and a half against Denver, and they smacked them. Smacked them. Yeah, they did. (laughs) Won that game outright. Um, We did lose on the Browns. Baker woke up not feeling so dangerous. He now has a completely torn labrum, not just a partially torn labrum. It's torn. And um, what was the other one? What was the other one? There was another one. Not to be confused with the torn labia. Yes. Yeah. Oh, big, di- <laughs> big difference. Um, yes. What would hurt worse? Because I've heard of well, torn labrum is pretty bad. See, I can speak for my extensive labia having self. I would, you know, I don't know when you're throwing a ball, though, I would think, you know, your your shoulder would probably be worse. Right? Yeah. I don't, ah, God. Guess it depends what kind of balls you're throwing around, too. <laughs> yes. Yes, it does. Yeah, wow. You are. You are on a roll tonight. Um, <laughs> what was the other loss, man? There's another three-unit loss. Mm. I don't remember. We won. We profited. That's, no, that's what I, yeah, mean. but I, I still like to cover the wins and the losses. Um, damn it. I'm going to sit here and I'm going to ponder. Ravens. No, we didn't bet the Ravens game. Jesus. All right, pull up the graphic. Our other loss was Cleveland minus three. It was two units. Well, yeah, oh, what was no? Then there was another one. Cleveland minus three. Two units on uh, Washington. Yes. Yeah, Washington Them scoring points against the worst defense in the league, which they couldn't do. My dog just laid on my feet and shit. Just <laughs> there might be poop on the floor. It smells so bad. Oh my god! All right. Um, this is going to be a giggly episode. Dude, these lines this week suck. I hate it. Yeah, they do. They're, they're I, fucking awful. I hate monster lines, but it is what it is. So, yeah, last week um, we went one and two in college, but we hit the two-unit play, lost the two one-unit plays, so that ended up breaking even. And then we did well in the NFL. We did – well, it was like seven-unit profit or something like that. So that was good. Another good week in the NFL. Um, this week, no top 25 college matchups. Probably so we the don't game. Have to figure out what the hell to do with Georgia this week. I yeah yeah <laughs> well yeah we don't have to worry about Georgia they're on a bye, um, and then <clears throat> probably the I don't know maybe the biggest game of the week Pitt Clemson. I, maybe that's coming from I live no, in the I mean, area so it's kind of a big game but it's, it's probably the bit, yeah. it's the biggest college game in Heinz Field in a long time I will say so that there might be twenty thousand people there. I don't do doubtful um (laughs) it's crazy to think though so like Pitt, if they didn't lose the western michigan it looks like they're going to run the table and could it can win the acc i wanted uh, i want your opinion if you know we're going big hypothetical here if Pitt didn't shit the bet against a maction school and they would have beat western michigan and then they run the table undefeated do they get in well, yeah, you got well, You have to put an undefeated Power Five conference champ. I, I said the same thing, but I did get a you know a compelling counter argument. Um, so if Bama beats Georgia in the SEC championship, one loss Georgia, 
gets in. Yes, correct. Right. So Bama and Georgia take up two spots. Right. Um, and then Oklahoma State, if they're able to run the table. Then they'd get in. Obviously, they would get in. Undefeated Big 12. A lot them or Oklahoma. Under- either one of right. them running the table. Right. Get- right. Either one runs the table. You go an undefeated Big 12 team over an undefeated ACC team any day of the week. That brings in the Big 10. Um, and Cincinnati. It, yes, and, and that was my next one. So the, we'll do the Big Ten first. Ohio State is the front runner to win the Big Ten. But you have two undefeated squads out of the state of Michigan, Michigan and Michigan State. Um, if they're going to have to play each other, and then obviously they're going to have to beat Ohio State. And then it's – I could see a scenario where Pitt could go undefeated. Would have, you know, if they went undefeated, they would have been left out, and it would have been disastrous, man. I mean, that would have been the the uproar would have been crazy around here. But yeah, I, I don't just, know. I think you would have had to have put them in. Yeah, well, Kenny Pickett, man, he's got to be in the Heisman conversation. I know they did like a midseason Heisman, and he got two first place votes, and they were not from Pittsburgh sports writers because I had listened to the two guys in Pittsburgh that have Heisman votes and neither one voted for him. So he got two votes for the Heisman outside of Pittsburgh, which is pretty cool. Um, it his is. Draft, his draft stock skyrocketing. Um, he went from like, I think like projected last year, if he would have came out like a mid fourth rounder to, yeah, I, I see first round borderline yeah, late first round, early second round right now. So that's pretty cool. Good for him. Seems like a nice kid. Um, electric offense. They're averaging like 50 a game. So Pitt Clemson will be a fun game to watch. Outside of that, I really haven't looked, man. I haven't looked at what's going on. Um, but um, there's nothing good, really, honestly. I mean, I'm sure there will be some good games, but there's nothing. You look at the schedule and are like, "Oh, that's a good game. I need to watch it." Keep going. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look this up real quick. All right. Yeah, so, no, I mean, like, so WVU's got TCU. That's yeah. I'm gonna watch it. While I'm on my online forum of WVU fans complaining the entire time I'm watching it, because you know that's what I do, and I, okay, and I don't so, like the coach. So, <laughs> so Wake and Army, Wake undefeated, another ACC school undefeated, six and zero Wake Forest. Yeah. Um they play at Army. Wake's a min- minus three. That'll probably be a pretty competitive game. Uh, Michigan's got Northwestern. Oh, Oklahoma, Kansas. That's a good one. Yeah, they might beat them by fifty. And then Oklahoma's only quarter. minus thirty nine and a half. So that <laughs> seems like the easiest money you could ever make on them to cover. Yeah, realistically, probably, man, probably. Um, since he's got Navy, that's bad. Um, LSU, Ole Miss, that should be a decent game. Obviously, like I said, Pitt, Clemson, Oklahoma State, Iowa State. This is one that I'm gonna I'm gonna say it now. As we're talking, Oklahoma State is a seven and a half point dog against Iowa State. Give me Oak State plus seven and a half. One yeah, unit, that's a, that's a show play. Okay. Seven and a half, Oak State plus seven and a half against Iowa State. It's in Iowa State, but still. Um, They've been disappointing. Okay. Oregon, UCLA. UCLA at five and two at home. Oregon's five and one. UCLA actually a two point favorite in this game. And then Notre Dame USC, always a good game. Rivalry game, always a good game. Um, and then Ohio State's got Indiana, so they're gonna murder them. Um but yeah, our two unit play last week was Michigan State to cover the four and a half point four points. Four and a four points. Four. Yeah, it was minus four. four points. And they played the worst game they've played all year. Peyton Thorne sucked and they covered the spread. Michigan State still, I believe, pretty damn good football team. But before we get into NFL, I want your thoughts on this. I was listening to Pittsburgh Sports Talk Radio today, and somebody brought up an interesting hypothetical. And I, I'm all about what ifs and you know what guys should do here. And he brought up at the end of the season, if the Steelers miss the playoffs, Mike Tomlin going to either LSU or USC. I think it's a great idea for Mike Tomlin. Nick Saban's not going to be around forever. 
you bring in a name like Mike Tomlin, who is a player's coach, into LSU, I think that he could put a stranglehold on the recruiting in the SEC. And I think I true here's in LSU's boosters and USC's boosters, they're going to pay him more money than he could ever imagine in the NFL. David Shaw, the head coach of Stanford, makes more money than Mike Tomlin as a head coach in the NFL right now. The money is in college. And I just, I think he could be one of those rare guys to win a Super Bowl and a national championship. I, I like the idea. I don't think it'll happen, but I do think it's an interesting idea to throw around. I like it. If you're one of those schools, I like that you would try to get him. I mean, of course, why not? But if I'm Mike Tomlin, I mean, you're the head coach of one of the most prestigious NFL franchises that have had what in their entire history like but it but it's um, dark it's dark days ahead for the Steelers man but if they're if they are willing to commit to him and let him be the guy to lead him through the rebuild I mean I get what you're saying it's new and exciting but I guess I'll put it this way if he would want to embrace a new and exciting challenge then yeah he'd do great but would he want to make that switch to travel across country you know, be meeting with kids in their family home to try to recruit them. Because it's a whole different thing. Oh, yeah, you know, it's, but, it absolutely is. It, it, but if it, he wanted to, yeah, I think mm-hmm. I, the idea would be awesome. It's a totally different world. And that's why we see guys so successful at the college level come to the NFL, and it's not the case because you can't go get the best quarterback, the best wide receiver, the best running back, the best defensive lineman, the best linebacker in the country and put them all on one team. No, um, you, you, that's can't, great. you can't recruit 10 quarterbacks in one year in the NFL. You might get one or two. And one of the, if one of those two don't work out, you're screwed. Yeah. And with college coaches, that's why like elite, elite coaches are so rare because there's some like Will Muschamp at Florida, he recruited just fine. Mm-hmm. So there's coaches that can recruit and then there's coaches that can coach. And if you get one of those college coaches that can recruit them and coach them up, like, you know, Nick Saban and, mm-hmm. uh, Urban Meyer and, and those type guys, then and you keep them. Well, and, I mean, and, and, and Kirby. And Kirby. And Kirby. And Kirby. Except um, quarterback, although the mailman's <laughs> delivering. Dude, I don't know how it's I, – I don't I, I don't know how they do it. I don't know how Stenson Bennett is the guy. I, I genuinely – not a knock against him. I just think Georgia's team is so insanely, ridiculously good that you plug someone in there and it's fine. Balance top to bottom. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, the days of Georgia having the Matt Staffords and Andy Murrays are over. Uh, it's Kirby is a firm believer in I will put a quarterback in who can run my system. I'm going to surround him with three or four NFL-ready running backs and and a defense that probably you're going to see nine of the 11 guys playing on Sundays. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's I don't know. It was interesting. I was listening to it today, and I was like, all right, I can get behind this. I like it. It's Because he'd go there, and he'd be the head coach, the GM, the CEO, basically the owner. I mean, you're, he would be top, yeah. you know what I mean? It's an intriguing idea for sure. Yeah. All right, whatever. You don't like it. Fuck you. I don't care. No, no, no. No, I do. It's just I, – I guess I have trouble buying into it because I just don't see it happening. But, yeah, if it did happen, I'd be like, oh, hell yeah, I'm on board for this. Let's, let's see how it goes. Right. Yeah, Coach O out at LSU. That's a shame. Yeah. That's a real, we're not going to get any more. I mean, roll tide would fuck you. Yeah, run, run a ball at LSU. Go Tigers. <laughs> um, all right, so NFL this week. Uh, we've got some games. I don't know how many we like, but we got some nah, games. We've got um, games. <laughs> <laughs> there's football on Sunday. Um, mm-hmm. But real quick, I want to touch. I don't think any, everybody fully comprehended what we're doing with this pizza giveaway. We got people tagging people in the post, but those people aren't following the page or liking the post themselves. I think there's only like three or four people that have qualified for the giveaway. Good for you. That gives you a 33 or 25% chance of winning. So whatever we're giving it. I don't care if it's one person, if it's one person, I don't, you could say the Broncos win the game 49, nothing. And if the Browns win at seven, nothing, if you're the only person that qualifies, you win. Yeah. Um, So enjoy your pizza. 
but we are doing a pizza giveaway. And what you need to do is you need to tag two people who don't already follow us on Instagram. A couple of you guys fought tagged punchlist MMA. Spoiler alert. They follow <laughs> us on Instagram already. You can't use them. Tag two people who don't follow us. Have them follow us. Like the post, put your score prediction in, and you qualify. We will pick a winner. Uh, well, actually, we won't pick a winner. The winner will be determined. And then uh, we, I will coordinate with you on Friday. I will get your address. I will find out your favorite pizza place and what you what your favorite pizza is. We're going to do probably, you know, probably two extra large pizzas or something for you. Punchlist is throwing in a six-pack of beer to go along with your pizzas. So if you don't like pizza, I know you like beer. It takes five minutes of your time to get probably $45 worth of food. Five minutes, $45. What's that equal out to like, I don't know, $800 an hour? I mean, that's it's pretty good, you know, ROI. But what? do what you want. Don't do it. Do it. Whatever. Somebody's winning pizza and beer. And whoever does, good on you. But we've got week seven of the NFL Thursday night game. We're going to start with that. It's going to be a shit show. It's a team that started off with three terrible opponents and has now come back to earth against a super, super banged up team. We've got the Broncos at the Browns. Browns coming in at minus one and a half still. Excuse me. Over under at 40 and a half. Any thoughts on this game? Honestly, honestly, not really. I mean, there's so many injuries and no Baker, you know, no, no Chubb, no Hunt, no good offensive linemen, you know, probably both tackles, not Blake. I guess I think the Browns are at home. They're still a better roster overall. And Case Keenum, he doesn't suck at all. Um, you know, he's got the guys coaching him whose system he's been in before in Minnesota. So I get, I, you know, I would say I'd lean Browns to win the game basically. So to cover one and a half, but I don't feel great. No, but yeah, like, so like you said, Case Keenum has a rapport with Kevin Stefanski. Stefanski was the OC in Minnesota when Case Keenum was there. That's the reason Case Keenum came to Cleveland. Um, so I case kingdom's the least of my worries in this entire game for Cleveland. Yeah, it really is. Cause Baker with a torn labrum is not better than case kingdom healthy. Um, I don't know, man, just no, no hunt, no chub. Yeah. No banged up. Jarvis Landry might come back. What's Donovan people. Jones going to catch another 110 yards and a 60 yard hail Mary. I don't think so. I don't know. It's going to be in this over under is so low. I, I'm going to say I'm going to lean the under, honestly. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm I would too. Play, but I'm going to so lean the under, and I'm going to say like 16 to 10. I don't know. It's a brutal – It's a. this is this is probably the first Thursday night game that I'm not excited to watch. I was even excited for the Bengals-Jaguars because I thought it was going to be competitive, and it was. This game, it might keep be competitive, but it's going to – I hope it shocks me, but I am not excited for this at all. No, I mean, full disclosure, the you know, the odds of me falling asleep during halftime, extremely high. Yeah, like a extremely minus high. five thousand. Yeah, minus five thousand. All right. Next line, Bengals at Ravens. Ravens coming in at six and a half point favorites. Over under at forty seven. I don't know, man. Um I think the Bengals are gonna keep this game kind of close, but there's a side that I like more, and I think we agree on this. I like the over in this game. The Bengals' offense is clicking, and their defense is kind of taking a step back from what they started the season out. And obviously the Ravens are just going to run, 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 run the ball down your throat. They're going to do everything they can to make up for Lamar Jackson's inability to pass the ball, and it's working. It's working so well. Yes, he threw for 400-something yards against the Colts. I'm not going to take that away from him. That was a great passing performance. But last week, he did not look good throwing the ball. But, damn it, did they put a hurting on the Chargers. Um, and the Chargers' defense is better than Bengals. 
So I like the over 47 here. And if I was, if you don't like playing over unders, I would lean buying the half point and take <clears throat> taking the Bengals plus seven here. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I I think you know this feels like the for sure week of like, all right, are the Bengals how for real are they? And right. I think they are. Um, but yeah, I like as far as a play goes, I like the over the most here. I mean, the Bengals are, what, 24.7, so basically almost 25 points per game. Mm-hmm. Ravens are at 28. Uh, so, you know, if they play up to their normal standard, their which there's no reason to think they won't, yeah. then that over is going to hit. Um, and the Bengals are that type of offense. You know, you heard all that nonsense in training camp. I guess not nonsense. It, it was probably true. They were reporting it. No. But it doesn't look like it was true. No, it it uh, wasn't true. It was all shit. Jamar Chase no, indeed knows how to catch football. Yes, he does. Uh, he doesn't need extra white lines on that damn football. No. Uh, Joe Mixon should be even a week healthier this mm-hmm. week. Um, and if Joe, no, like Joe Mixon looked bad last week, Joe Mixon was good. No, exactly. Yeah. That's what I mean. And he's so he'll even be healthier. And Joe Burrow is – I can already tell you Steelers fans will hate Joe Burrow. And most everyone else is – Gonna love him. Oh yeah, he's got the, almost the Baker, the Baker personality. Except mm-hmm. he's a whole hell of a lot better than Baker. Yeah, uh, he does. He has like so. this, like this. Um, not overwhelming, but he has that s- swagger about him. Yeah, it's mixed saw, in with a fun personality. Yeah, we saw it at LSU. I mean, when he mm-hmm. when he when oh, he yeah. popped the stogie in his mouth and he's standing there, we saw it at LSU. He has. A confidence. I, it's not arrogance. He's not arrogant. No, he's, I don't. He's so. just confident in himself, and he should be. He's very good at football. And, um, yeah, the Steelers, for the first time in a long time, you have the worst quarterback in your division. And you will for the foreseeable future, depending on how the draft goes. Yeah, unless they pull out some stents of Bennett out of their ass. You know what I'm saying? But it is the Steelers, so I'm not going to completely rule out them finding a quarterback out of nowhere. Yeah, Kenny Pickett. Why not? I mean, they wasted they wasted a draft pick on James Conner because he played at Pitt and the non-Hodgkin's lymphoma survivor and all that. But you know, why not? I wouldn't. I don't. I wouldn't be shocked, man. The answer is not Mason Rudolph, and it's not Dwayne Haskins. I'll tell you that. No, it is not. All right. So over forty-seven. Yes. I like two units. Okay. Yeah, I was. That's what I was thinking. Two units over 47. All right. Next one. Panthers at Giants. Giants plus three is the home dog over under at 43. Um, This game stinks. That game does. It's probably going to stink to watch too. It's going to stink, and that's why I like the under 43 here. Um, I think this is going to be 20 points is going to win this game in my opinion. The Panthers' offensive woes have really shown. I think the Giants' defense – We'll be able to keep them in check. Um, no Christian McCaffrey again. Robbie Anderson can't catch a fucking cold. And the Giants offense is super banged up, man. It just it's riddled with injuries. So I don't like them to cover the three. I don't trust the Panthers to cover three. So I like the under 43 here. Yeah, I like it too. I mean, the Giants are they're averaging under 20 points per game. And the Panthers, uh, they're in the high 20s. However, uh, Sam Darnold the past few weeks, he know he hasn't looked as bad as the Jets' Sam Darnold. But he certainly doesn't look like the Sam Darnold we saw the first few weeks. I think he's regressing to the mean and regressing a little bit to the type of player he is. By no means a terrible quarterback, but by no means anything close to resembling a good one. So, I, you know, I the Panthers are not going to keep up a – 29 points per game pace or whatever it is for the rest of the season. Um, and the Giants, yeah, they're – I know you're a Danny Dimes guy, but – Yes. But the offense as a whole just stinks, like you said. They're, they're banged up. Um, you know, no Saquon. They found a guy in Tony, and he decides to get hurt too. So he's not 100% whether he plays or not. Uh, Kenny Galladay has been a big fat disappointment. It's always risky to throw big money at a receiver that's still on the market three or four days into free agency because it's like, why is he still there? Right. So yeah, there's just I, I 
they're not going to be a lot of points scored. Like you said, 20, 20, about 20 will win it. And if that wins it, then guess what? The under hits. Yeah. Sorry. I was watching the Celtics Knicks game. Um, no, you're good. Jalen Brown banged a 30 footer with five seconds left to make it a one point game. And then Marcus Smart just hit what looks to be like another 30 footer as time expired to send it to overtime. Jalen Brown um, had COVID really bad. Um, he's got to use an inhaler. There was speculation on whether or not he'd be able to go tonight. He went. Um, he's got 39 points. He's six of nine from deep, and he's getting buckets. So, yeah, that's decent, I think. NBA's back, man. I Fuck, I love the NBA. All right. Oh, <laughs> so, under 43, one unit here. I'm not. Yeah, I'm just real, one unit, yeah. I'm not feeling real frisky. All right. Um, next game. No, do we at the Packers? Packers minus seven and a half over under at 49. We are going to parlay um, the Packers money line in with another game later. But Washington's defense stinks. Packers are we don't trust them to cover the spread here because they're just doing what needs to be done to win games, quite frankly. Agreed. Uh, agreed. Yeah. And they're, I mean, their D, their D is giving up like over 420 yards a game they're giving up over 30 points a game and i don't know if any of you listeners know but aaron Rodgers kind of a good quarterback uh is he? packers yeah aaron jones is a decent running back Devonte okay. adams i mean he's no scrub quadzilla aj Dillon's. i mean he's decent so yes yeah the this feels like a game the Packers would be in control of the entire time, but am I going to roll out some sneaky backdoor cover because of the way they just take their foot off the gas? And not yet. So I don't know that I like them to cover for sure. No. Yeah. So I like, yeah, the Packers, we're going to Packers money line and it's going to be parlayed in with another money line play. And we will get to that in a minute. Uh, next game chiefs at Titans, Titans plus four and a half over under 57 and a half. Um, Titans beat the Bills on Monday night. Great game. Yeah, it was. And we're going to talk about it. You texted me about it. You said, when do we start talking about this? We're going to talk about it right now. Okay. When does Derrick Henry, the true, you know, Christoph's Przingis is called the unicorn. No. Derrick no. Henry is a unicorn. Derrick Henry is something that we've never seen before. When does Derrick Henry go into the all-time great running backs conversation and i think it's this year yeah i think he's there yes this man through six games has almost 800 yards and 10 touchdowns he's on pace yes with an extra game but on pace to tie none other than ladanian tomlinson's single season rushing touchdown record of 28 but he's also going to add on that it's going to probably be a 2200 yard season with those 28 touchdowns this could be the greatest season from a running back we ever see. Yeah. And his what's insane to me is so we were talking about this isn't a fantasy podcast, but we were talking about fantasy before the season. And it was like I had this thought of Derrick Henry worries me a little bit because eventually his workload will catch up to him. Well, I guess I forgot that he's not human. No. Because a normal uh, you know, a normal person a normal running back, this workload so far in their career, it would have wore their ass out. It would have broken them down. He thrives on it. What they say in the first quarter, he's got like 2.5 yards of carry, and by the end of the game, he's trucking people for 20 yards a pop. Mm -hmm. uh, he just thrives on getting hit. He thrives on getting the ball. And like, fucking look at the man. How are you not just going to feed his ass? He's He is a unicorn. He is insane. Yeah, we have a comment here in the, in the chat. All right. He says he's a bigger stud than the Secretariat. Yes. Yeah, yes. I'm yes. not going to argue. <laughs> yeah, dude, he's crazy, man. How can you be bigger, heavier, stronger, and faster than everybody on the damn field? Like, wow. he gained ground with every single stride on that 76-yard touchdown run. Yes. And, it, you know, his legs never look like, you know, a little guy. It doesn't look so like he's running fast. No, and he's just breaking away. Like, it's, it's insane. Like, like, here's the thing. Like, he's averaging five yards a carry, not this season, 
but throughout his career. Yes, that's you know the other two great running back numbers. You know the the other two greats that people put in the top ten, number one and number two, and I think it's rightfully so that averaged five yards or more per game or five yards or more per carry. I'm trying to think. Is there anybody up up over five? Yes, Jim Brown, five point two. I was looking okay, at yeah. And then at 5.1, I think we agree on this, the greatest running back of all time, career cut short, Barry Sanders. Yes. Um, Completely different style from Henry, though, which is interesting. Right, right. Emmett Smith is like 4.6. LT's 4-point-something. Derrick Henry's, man, dude, he's amazing. Just we are blessed to watch such an incredible talent play football and like you said yeah it's it's two yards three yards one yard three yards 80 yards mm-hmm. he breaks you down he hurts you he makes you not want to tackle him late in the game and that's where he feast yep. um absolutely right. you're fucking you're putting a glare on the screen cover that thing up <laughs> all right um yeah i just i don't know but with all that being said i like the chiefs to cover the spread here um, they bounced back last week against Washington. They looked good. And all they dude, all the Chiefs need to do is stop turning the ball over in the red zone. Stupid, stupid, stupid turnovers in the red zone. Patrick Mahomes needs to stop trying to outdo Patrick Mahomes with the like the pass he made in the Super Bowl when he's laying completely um parallel with the ground and he threw it sidearm. He tried that again this week and threw a pick. He needs to stop. Just just play your game, man. Just play your game. And the Chiefs will cover the spread here. I know we don't see eye to eye on this, so we're not going to make a play here. But I would lean the Chiefs minus four and a half in this game. Yeah, I, we don't disagree. I just, just don't not feel confident enough to put money on it. Yes, because yeah. the Titans, like I keep thinking that they're not a, uh, they're not that good of a team while they're they sitting here four and two. They are. I mean, their offense when it's clicking they could score with anybody. Um, and AJ Brown was super banged up. Um, Andy's was sick as a dog on Monday night and still got his. And yeah. Julio Jones made one of the sweetest catches we're going to see for yeah. a long time. Yeah. It feels, and it just kind of feels scary to bet against Derrick Henry at this point, you know, to recommend a bet against him. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. So I'd lean chiefs minus four and a half. All right. Falcons at Miami, Miami plus two and a half, over under 47 and a half. I'm just going to talk about this before we even cover the line because it, it it's grinding my gears, man. So the, the rumor's out. Apparently there's a trade in the works to send Deshaun Watson to Miami, Tua to the Redskins, whatever. If Deshaun Watson plays a fucking snap this year, that is the most ridiculous thing ever that John yeah. Gruden got fired. But Deshaun Watson, who has 22 sexual assault allegations against him, is going to play a snap in the NFL this year. They, they're, dude, they're, if he plays. No, I'm with you. We don't want to get too fired up. But here's, you know, no one in their right mind is going to defend John Gruden. Okay. But there's a fucking fact of life, and actions are worse than words. Were his words wrong? Yes. Am I going to defend him? Absolutely fucking not. But guess what he wasn't charged with? He was not charged with sexually assaulting 22, 23, whatever it is, women. Right. And you could could say innocent until proven guilty. That's fine. If it was one case, sure. But there are 22 pending allegations against him, man. I'm sorry. you, You can't play. And leave it, leave it to the Redskins to be in the middle of all this again. Yeah. Be involved, yeah. involved and now there's reports that it's all fake, but yet they were pretty notable, like Houston reporters reporting it. Yeah. So usually where there's smoke, there's fire. And the Dolphins have been linked to him since the beginning, which right. football wise makes a ton of sense for him. Absolutely but you does. Next year, once I this mean, is all ta- or two years from now, once this is all taken care of. He, he cannot play a snap. No, and say what you want about Tua, but I've never gotten the sense that he might be a scumbag at all. No. <laughs> so. no. Yeah, it's just uh, – mm. Yeah, it's, it uh, gets, the, gets the gears grinding, that's for I'll, sure. 
I'll keep it pen up until he plays a snap. And then that, that next episode, I don't know if we're going to cover lines. I'm just going to no. I mean, Yeah. I might be minutes of screeching and I'm here for it. <laughs> All right. So yeah, Falcons at Miami, Miami plus two and a half over under 47 and a half. I think the Falcons are going to cover the spread. I think the Falcons are going to win two in a row. Um, they had a week off. They run their bye week while Miami was out in London losing to the dumpster fire of the NFL. And maybe not. <laughs> There's one winless team, so fuck you. Detroit's the dumpster fire rebuilding since 1950 Detroit Lions or something. Yeah. yeah. All right. So I anyway. think the Falcons, I think the Falcons cover the spread here. I think the Falcons win the game. That's my lean on this game. Yeah, same. All right. So to tie in that Packers money line, um, yeah, we're gonna do Patriots money line against the Jets. Jets at the Patriots. Patriots coming at minus seven. Over under at forty two and a half. Uh, we took the under the first time these teams played. Pats won the game twenty five to six. I don't see anything different here. No. Um, but I'm not gonna take them to cover just in case there's a backdoor cover by the Jets. Patriots are gonna win this game. They have hung in with the Buccaneers, and then they hung in with the Cowboys last week. They're a lot better than a two and four football team. Yeah, they're like that's as not good me as being a fan. They are better than two and four. <laughs> What'd you say? I said, yeah, they're as good as a three and three team. Yeah, that's fine, dude. That's yeah, fine. no, three they are better than two and four. Race right now, they are. They are better than two and four. I will yes, they are better than a two and four football team. They shouldn't have lost to Miami week one. Um, but yeah, they've hung in with really tough competition, and the Jets have not. The Jets beat the Titans without AJ Brown, without Julio Jones, without Taylor Lewan. Um, with Ryan Tannehill playing his worst game in a Tennessee Titans uniform. And that wasn't because of the Jets defense. That was because Ryan Tannehill just threw up a shit game. And um, I mean, Josh Reynolds was his number one target, but it's the Patriots win this game. They're at home. Um, salt in the mouth after CeeDee Lamb fucking waved them off like an asshole. Um, yeah. So Pats, Packers, the, the, Freaking double P parlay. Pat's Packers money line comes in at a minus 150. Are we going to do the same thing we did last week? Yes, we are. It's units. Yep. Six, six win four Packers Patriots money line parlay. You forgot the most important thing about the Patriots. I don't care Belichick if it's the against the rookie quarterback. Yeah, I don't care if it's the second time this year. It's still an I yeah, Zach Wilson's got tape on him now. It's going to be even better. Yeah, it's yeah. Okay. And so what? He scored six points last time. Maybe mm-hmm. he scores ten. Ooh, <laughs> you know it's. <laughs> yeah, ten's not going to get it done, man. No. Mac Jones completing seventy-seven percent of his passes, baby. Accurate yeah. as hell. Well, he's nobody accurate. throws a better two-yard yeah. pass than Mac Jones. Tom Brady, but Tom Brady can also throw it down the field. However, he is a hell of a thinking ducker when he needs to. Uh, back to the Patriots Cowboys game. Diggs again. Diggs does it again. I mean, he's just got a knack to be. He's a ball hawk, man. He's got a knack to be in the right spot. Um, he's got just as many touchdowns as his brother, and his brother's a wide receiver. So, and you think if they played the Lions, that Jared Goff would throw like seven interceptions to him in one game? Possible. <laughs> it's really possible. They'd all be in the red zone too. Oh God! In terrible circumstances when the game's close. <laughs> yes. Speaking of Dan Campbell and the Detroit Lions, Lions at Rams. Rams coming in at minus 15 and a half over under at 50 and a half. And they're not even the biggest favorite of the week. Um, all right. I'm going to I'm going to lean the Lions to cover the spread here. God, I off in a revenge game. Stafford in a revenge game. Shit. <sighs> uh huh. But Stafford's well, revenge isn't vengeful. No, he just got you know. Yeah, yeah. Lions. I, I, I'll say the Lions cover the fifteen and a half. Here's least. the thing: the Lions could have had a few wins and/or covered almost every spread at least, if not for the. You know, it's not like Jared Goff's turning the ball over and they're not moving the ball. Like you said, they've been shitty red zone turnovers. So if big if he doesn't do that, I mean, fifteen and a half is a lot. The Rams could dominate the game and win by thirteen. You know. Yes. Absolutely. Um, hmm. This one I would lean. I would lean with yeah. you that the Lions would cover, yeah, but also if the Rams beat them by a line, man, it's ridiculous. 
It is. If the Rams beat them by 30, though. They're going to win 38-13, but I'm leaning the 15 and a half. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Speaking of that, what are the Rams going to do next year when Cam Akers is back? Have them both and oh. have have Chubb and Hunt, and they're both oh. always fresh. Yeah, and then they're but yeah, and then they're but they'll both be productive. Yeah, not like not like this these other running back by but they can't or realistically commit, one they of can't them commit to hurt. the run the way that the Browns do. So they there's no way they both can have numbers like Chubb and no, Hunt. No, but Cam Akers probably needs a ease back in year anyways because yeah. you're never really fully healthy the first year after a major injury like that. So back to fantasy. I remember you telling me I think I'm gonna do something frisky at seven and take the Memphis Monster. It wouldn't have been a bad pick. It wouldn't have been bad. I mean, no. the way it's playing out, it wouldn't have been bad. All right. No, it wouldn't have. All right. Eagles at Raiders. Raiders minus three over under 49. Taking the Raiders a lot this year. Um, they're here at another low spread at home. So, fuck them. Let's take – I'm taking the Eagles plus three. I, I The Eagles hung in with Tampa. Um, the Raiders, yes, they have a good offense, and they have the least amount of turnovers in the NFL. But at some point – that's got to give the turnover thing has to give and the Eagles seem to be playing a lot better football. Um, and Lane Johnson's coming back. He got his head, right. He took some weeks off for mental health. So they're getting a huge part of their offensive line back. And uh, I like the Eagles to cover the three here. I wouldn't be surprised if they won the game outright, to be honest. I like the Eagles plus three. Yeah. I mean, if, if I had to lean one way, I'd lean Eagles. I think the Raiders, I, I, I don't really know what to make of the Raiders. I mean, we were confident in them last week, but I think a lot of that was down to yeah, Denver Sox. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, the Eagles the Eagles have, for the most part, played solid football close. I just I don't think either one of these teams sucks, and I don't think either one of them is very good. Mm-hmm. And it, it should it should be a close game. All right, you're going to let me go here, and you're just going to let me make my play? Yeah. All right, cool. Two units on the Eagles plus three. Okay, you're confident you. about it. So. All right. Um, Chicago at Tampa. Tampa coming in at minus 12.5, over under at 47. I don't think Tampa should be favored by almost two touchdowns against a 500 football team right now. I don't. They barely beat the Eagles. Um, they barely beat the Patriots. The secondary is atrocious. I think this is Justin Fields' coming out game. I really do. I think this is this is going to be – the best game he's had so far in his short career. And I like the Bears to cover the spread here in Tampa Bay. Yeah, I think I like Tampa to win this by any 10 points. Um, obviously, I, yeah, I don't want to say obviously, but Tampa's going to win the game. But I don't think they're going to they're gonna blow them out. Like you said, they haven't let Fields air it out a ton yet. Mm-hmm. Boy, if you don't let him against – Against the, this secondary, you, you're insane. You have yeah. to let him throw against this secondary. I mean, Richard Sherman was their number one after being on the team for two days, and he's now out. Um, I don't know if Carlton Davis is back, um, but when you're running out Ross Cockrell, you're in trouble, buddy. Your <laughs> secondary is in trouble. So, yeah. All right. So, one, one unit one. bears plus 12 and a half. One. Yeah, we're not throwing around a bunch here, guys. We're making that one big play, the six units to win four, and um, just a couple ones and twos here because this I'm not a big fan of this week. Here's the big favorite. Houston at Arizona. Arizona minus 17 and a half. Over under 47 and a half. Woof. That's a big line. Yeah, it is. I will say, I you know – I was right about one thing, and I was wrong about one thing before our week one. I was wrong about Jacksonville beating them week one. I forgot that rookie quarterbacks, you just don't win week one. You just don't. Uh, but I was right about the Texans being terrible. Now, 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 I do think a lot of it has to do with the fact that Tyrod Taylor is the most cursed quarterback in the NFL. Well, regardless, they I know, suck. but right, the guy's never had a he's never had a chance, man. It just, uh-huh. just one thing after another, he gets screwed. Um, but yeah, Davis Mills is not it, and they suck. And Arizona, fucking good. God, they're D-hop, good. D-hop revenge game. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Mm-hmm. Oh, buddy, D-hop revenge. And he had a monster game last week too. 
Yep. Oh, boy. And they're at home. Thoughts and prayers, Houston secondary. Yeah. Yes. It's going to be a long day. Yeah. Um, Christian Kirk's going to get some. Oh, Rondale Moore, that little fucking joystick. Yeah. AJ Green. Maybe Chase Edmonds will finally run a touchdown in. No, no. This, no. I mean, James Conner is going to run in two more goal line, one yard touchdowns. That's going to happen. All right, I'm going to lean – Jesus, my God. I'll I lean, lean Arizona. Yeah, I'm going to lean the over just because I think Arizona might hit the over themselves. They um, could. <laughs> um, but watch for a player prop. I'm pretty sure we're going to we're gonna make a play on DeAndre Hopkins. Like yeah. That. Yeah, all right. yeah. there's going to be a player prop on DeAndre Hopkins on the Instagram story, that's for sure. All right, Colts 49ers, Colts at Sam Fran. Sam Fran minus four. Over under 44 and a half. Jimmy G's back, maybe. It, it, you know, it's Wednesday, so we can't say definitively, but everything I've read is saying that he's going to be a go. Again, no guarantees, but it looks strongly like it. Okay. Well, if that's the case, and Carson Wentz has been better than Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance. Carson Wentz, the offense is looking good. Jonathan Taylor, you sexy beast. Mm-hmm. Guy runs the ball hard. Um, I like the over, man. I I don't twenty eight. I think both teams get in the twenties. Yeah, I like the over here. Yeah, forty four and a half. Yeah, one, yeah. two, three, three. I went the wrong way. Right. Yeah, yeah, three units on the <laughs> over forty four and a half. I like this play. Yeah, I don't see why not. Debo Samuel. San Fran coming off a bye. They had a week's worth of rest. So it was that good for them, much needed. Um, so, yeah, over 44 and a half, three units here. I do like that. Yeah, the Col- I mean, the Colts, are they're clicking. Like you said, Carson Wentz is – I don't think he's ever going to look like the 2017 pre-injury Carson Wentz, but he, he looks pretty good. They got 31, 25, 27 their last three games. Like, they, they're scoring points. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and I neither one of us love Jimmy G and think he's great, but that offense is proven to be solid with him in there. So, and T.Y. Hilton with his twizzler of a spinal cord somehow looks he looked good, man. Yeah, hey, good for him. I'm glad he didn't retire because I do like T.Y. Hilton. Um, yeah, me too. Brings some excitement to football. So yeah, that just gives him another weapon to throw the ball to, uh, and he's still got Jack Doyle. So why not? Yeah, Jack Doyle. Man. Still on the Colts roster somehow, some way. <laughs> but in all reality, Mo Alley Cox is a red zone monster. Um, that's a big boy. That is a big tight end, and he's got good hands. Mm-hmm. So yeah, over 44 and a half, three units. Um, then the I'm gonna throw an audible at you here, man. The over okay. or the the Saints at Seattle, Seattle plus five and a half, over under 43. Um there's two things in football that you can almost guarantee on. And those are two coaches coming off a bye. One of those coaches being Andy Reid, the second one being Sean Payton. I love the fact that Sean Payton gets Geno Smith off of a bye week. Um, and it's not like Geno Smith, This is it's not like a, a new thing where he's now got to change his game plan from Russ to Geno. He's known that Geno is going to be the starter for the Seahawks since – they went into their bye week. So he's had two weeks to prepare for Geno Smith here. I'm going to give you two options. Okay. We can either take the Saints minus five and a half, or we can take Seattle under 20.5 points. I think the Saints winning or the Saints, Saints covering. Five and a half? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just one unit. Yeah, and the Saints minus five and a half here, but I feel like I would be doing myself, you know, an injustice if I didn't take Sean Payton to cover a spread off of a bye week. Yeah, no, I look. I mean, I like it. I like just doing one unit because yes, he's coming off a bye week. However, he's never had to come off a bye week with Jameis Winston as his quarterback, so that's what scares me a little bit. Because I'm not positive that Jameis is better than Geno Smith. Uh, Sean Payton's a hell of a coach. He, I'm not talking about talent. I'm talking about the fact that Jameis is a threat to throw five touchdowns or throw five picks in any game. That's okay. that's kind of what I'm talking right, about. Right. But yeah, I you know I'm I'm 
I'm good with the unit on this. Okay. So that's one unit on the Monday night game. All right. So let's run back through these college football. Hmm. Forgot. Oh, Oklahoma state one unit plus seven and a half points against, um, against Brock Purdy, Brock Purdy and the Iowa state cyclones. Yes. All right. And then we didn't take anything yet on the Thursday night game. That'll probably be on the story. Um, we took the Ravens Bengals over 47, two units, correct? Correct. Okay. Panthers at Giants, one unit on the under 43. Packers money line parlayed with the Patriots money line. It's the triple P. It's the Packers Patriots parlay. And that is six to win four. Um, and then Eagles plus three at the Raiders, two units on the Eagles plus three. Um, Bears at Tampa, Bears plus 12 and a half, one unit. The Colts 49ers over 44 and a half for three units. And then one unit on the Saints to cover five and a half at Seattle. Um, Not a huge week. Not a lot of lines that we like. We're not going to bet a bunch of three-unit plays just to bet three-unit plays. That's why we are firm believers in bankroll management. Um, You don't have to bet a ton every single week. That's how you lose. That is the definition of being a degenerate. Um, But speaking of degenerate, man, oh, my God. So I had the Bulls minus five and a half tonight. (laughs) Listen. I have the Bulls minus five and a half tonight. They're up six. Um, Jeremy Grant misses a three with like 1.2 seconds left for the for the Pistons. Corey Joseph gets a rebound with 0.7 left, throws it up, it goes in. I'm thinking that they, you know, that Detroit ends up covering the spread and screws me. It's now 94 to 90. Um, they review it. Pointless bucket. But now that betting's a big thing, it mattered. They reviewed it. The ball was still in his hands. Bulls <laughs> cover the five and a half, win the game 94-88, baby. Awesome. It was mm, – mm, I love the NBA. Oh, my God. So, yeah, um, not a lot of units in play this week. We got the one big play. If we lose that play, we're going to have to go perfect on everything else to make up for it. But I just don't see how the Packers and the Patriots lose this week. I really don't. Me either. Me neither. Mine as well. Mine as well. All right. I think that's – I don't have anything else. We're going to we're gonna throw some um, – we slacked on player props this past week because we had a lot going on. We were a lot on the 1 o'clock games. We had some 4 o'clocks. We had the sunny – we had a lot going on everywhere. Um, so we kind of stayed away from player props to see how we were doing elsewhere. But we're going to throw some player props out there. We'll find some player props that we like because we – we um we're gonna get some more money out there because there is always value to be found in player props that's for sure but we only we try to keep these episodes when it's a good week and we have a lot to talk about under an hour and a half a week like this we try to keep it between 45 and an hour and we're right in the middle there at 53 so we don't have time to run through player props preseason bets i just want to talk about the stuff that we placed preseason houston under four looks good um Cowboys over nine and a half. Just that's a fucking lock, baby. Pay me now. Yeah. Um, Packers over ten and a half looks very, very good. The Bills over eleven. Mm. It's gonna, yeah, I yeah still it's, like gonna, it. it's gonna be fine. But that win against the Titans would have been like, okay, pay me. Mm-hmm. Um, Ravens under eleven. Not so good. Not good. Not looking good. Nope. Matt, you know, anything can happen, but <laughs> not looking good. Um, and then some player props that we placed. Um, one, I'm going to say already hit because he missed three games. Tua, under 3,500 passing yards. He needs like 350 a game the rest of the year to hit that, and that's just not going to happen. Um, Zeke. Over 1,100. Um, I believe he is on pace to smash that. Um, Dak Cumblack. Dak Cumblack. 
<laughs> Dak comeback player of the year. Let me let me plus that plus two hundred. Um, that was a two unit play. That looks like a guarantee, man. I mean, yeah, I just might win the MVP. All he needs to do is not get hurt, and that's his. And then Joe Burrow, that takes nothing away from Joe Burrow and what he's doing, but he's not putting up Dak numbers. No. Um, Zeke stats. What's he at? He's at. So we took him over 1,100. He's got 521 through six games. Yeah. That looks very good. If you can't um, tell, we were all in on the Cowboys, and we were fucking right. So, CD Lamb. We took CD Lamb over, was it 1,000.5? Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's at 497 through six games. That looks super good. Yep. Um, I'm trying to think. There was a Devonta Adams, something on him. Mm-hmm. His over, think, which I think was fourteen something, but I mean he he's on he pace made, to break Calvin Johnson's record. He's on pace for two thousand yards. Yeah, um, yeah, he's got six sixty eight, so that looks very good. And then, um, Cole Komet, not looking good. He's only got one hundred and thirty yards in six games. I thought that he was going to utilize a lot more, but he's not. Um, and that line for Cole Komet was at four ninety nine point five. So, yeah, could he catch 370 more yards in the next 11 games? Sure. That's, what, 31 yards a game. Yeah, I don't he see hits a big 100-yard game, then maybe we're talking. Yeah. Yeah, but so those were the plays preseason. All the player props look good except for Cole Komet. All the team total over-unders look good except for the Ravens. So if we can go ahead and go 10-2 and two on those, that would be pretty solid as well. Yeah. Um, but – Right now, just real quick, follow us on the Action app. That's where you're going to get the most up-to-date plays. You can set alerts so it'll pop up right on your phone when we make a player prop play so you don't have to look at Instagram. But right now, um, we've placed 75 total bets through the first six weeks. Um, college football, we're 19-8 and eight for plus 14.7 units. NFL, we're 29-17-1 and one for plus 13.7 so that's got us up 28.5 units. Um, that's pretty good. That is if you're if you had a five thousand dollar bankroll, so you're betting one hundred and fifty dollars a unit. You are now up four thousand three hundred dollars. So you've almost doubled your bankroll through six weeks of the season. Um, I dare you to find somebody that's doing it better. I reg. I, I I'm not being arrogant. I I think you agree with me here. I do. Let me let me caveat. Somebody that's doing it better for free as well. Bingo. For free. Yes. Somebody may be doing it better, but you're also paying them $1,000 a month for their picks. And they're also telling you if you have $5,000 bankroll, they're telling you to put three grand on one game. How comfortable is somebody who says, I have $5,000 to bet on this NFL season. How comfortable would you be putting $3,000 on one game? You're not. You're not going to do it. like. And then they're going to hit it, and then they're going to claim it as a win, but you didn't benefit from it because you don't feel comfortable betting that kind of money. And that's fine. I get that. I wouldn't want to wager 70% of my bankroll on one on one play either. It's stupid because um, it, it's the NFL. Any given Sunday, Jamie or Jamie Foxx with his dick hanging out. Any given Sunday, man. Yeah. Any oh, given quickly, we have we've a comment. D-hop over 120 and two tutties. I could see that hitting in the first half. I could. I mean, <laughs> over 120 and two tutties. That's good, man. He's scoring a touchdown for sure. I mean, that's yeah. happening. So, like, what, what, what we're going to look at here is um, those, like, those player prop, um, like, parlays within the game. Like, I hit this week. I hit Jonathan Taylor, 100 rushing yards, and the Colts win. Rodgers, two touchdowns, and the Packers win. Stafford, two touchdowns, and the Rams win. Um, Burrow, two touchdowns, and the Bengals win. And Visca, baby. Visca Chenault, five catches, and the and the Jaguars win. That was um, that was, it was like 70 to 1 on my money. That was, it was a sweet, sweet one to hit. So we'll look at DeAndre Hopkins somewhere in there because we can get plus money on him if we take him. It, it, and it might be a line, 100 yards, two touchdowns. And the Cardinals win, and we might be able to get that at like a, like a plus two hundred. And I would, I'd love that. Absolutely, I would love that. Um, but that's all I've got, guys. We are at fifty nine minutes and thirty seven seconds. 
I have nothing else to say unless Tyler brings up something that catches my interest. Do you have any parting shots? I I do not this time. Yeah. No, just go follow the Instagram, enter the contest. Like Soup said, free pizza, man, free pizza and beer. Um, yes, Soup says no to that. Nothing better. Nothing tastes better than free food. Well, uh, maybe a torn labia, but oh, mm, never tasted one, but might be good. Um, Punchlist MMA. Follow, listen, like, subscribe, rate them. Rate us on iTunes, damn it. Go give a review. I, if it's a one star, put your name in it. Put your Instagram handle because I want to talk to you and I want to ask you why it's a one star review. Um, if it's a five star, yeah. put your Instagram handle in it. I kindly ask, ask you why. Thank you. Yeah, I want to ask you politely, why did you fucking rate me one star? <laughs> yeah. um, but I went on Punchless MMA. I was their guest producer last night because producer Jake was... Did you hear about the job he's doing? Um, I know. So they're pulling some like some like 24-hour gig where, for those of you that don't know, producer Jake of the Punchless MMA podcast, there's like we're the three best friends that anybody could have. Myself, Tyler, and Jake have been friends for a very long time. And Jake lives in the Houston area, and he works for a company that does outfitting for um, – as as Dale from Punchless MMA put it, bars who support those of the alternative lifestyle. Um, there's vending machines full of dildos and strap-ons and goofy shit, and they're, they're gay bars. So Jake does, he goes and they renovate and remodel gay bars and stuff like that. So they're doing some massive one outside of Dallas, apparently, and they're doing like 24-hour shifts trying to get this thing done. And Jake was out of pocket last night, so I stepped in for him. And I have two questions for you, Tyler. I asked Trey, Dale's co-host, last night. Okay. Um, and they racked his brain, man. He was just – the one I asked him because they do mixed martial arts, it was um, if you punch yourself and it hurts, does that make you weak or strong? Mm, makes you strong. Does it, But doesn't it make you weak because you're, you're in pain? No, no, no. Weakness is, not feeling, the weak. weakness is not feeling pain. Weakness is not being able to handle pain. Yes. Pain is weakness leaving the body, damn it. Fucking right it is. <laughs> All right. All right. But the two I wanted to ask you, what language do deaf people think in? If, if they're born deaf? Yes. Fucking beats me. That's what I'm saying. Man. I'm going to just say English because, you know, America, but I don't know. All right, and then here's the other one. If born blind, and my wife answered this, and I liked her answer. If born blind, so never having vision, um, can blind people dream? Yeah, I can create whatever the hell it wants. Right. Your mind can create scenarios you've never been in, so I would think it can create them out of nothing. Great answer. Um, that's what she said. She said it's whatever they imagine like a triangle. They imagine a triangle to have seven sides. That's fine. It's what and see with the blind person though, they've got feel they can hear smell. So they've had things described to them. So they're, they're, they'd be able to dream. Good answer. Trey couldn't handle that one. He actually, well, that's he, why he runs an MMA podcast. He likes getting punched. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he actually said, what did he say? Um, oh my God. So I asked him the question and he goes, I don't know, man. They they can't see their eyes are always shut. And I, was like, <laughs> I was like, oh my god, you, you gotta be kidding me right now, man. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, no. All right, we got one last comment. James Conner anytime touchdown. D Hop two touchdowns over one twenty and Arizona to cover. What's the odds on it? Minus eight hundred. Because I mean, it doesn't sound unrealistic. No, it doesn't. All right, all right. Till D Hop goes for one nineteen. Yeah, one yeah, one nineteen. <laughs> but that's all we've got, guys. Um, we appreciate you. Go get in the pizza giveaway, please. I want to give. I want to give something back. I mean, we've been giving you winning picks, and that's fine because we've been benefiting from it as well. Because we play everything that we recommend. We're not going to tell you to place money on something that we're not going to bet ourselves. And if we do have a losing week, you'll be able to see it the next episode. You'll see it in my face. See, uh, I don't like to lose, um, but 
that's all I've got. Tyler, I'm glad you were here two weeks in a row. I hope we'll make it. We'll make three. We'll make three weeks in a row. We'll, yes. we'll adjust schedules. We'll figure it out. We'll make it happen. If we have to record at four in the morning, then whatever, what we, yeah. whatever, whatever it takes, man, it's, it's for the cause. Yeah. <laughs> Do whatever it takes. But we are one month from today, mm-hmm. November 20th, horns down. Can't wait horns to see you. Um, we're going to have a blast at the West Virginia game. All right. We've drug it out for an extra six minutes. That's all I've got. We appreciate you guys. We love you. Like, subscribe, rate. Like, subscribe, rate on Punch List. And Gimme the Points has been entered in the Cappers Cup. It is a handicapping contest where we have 10 days to make 20 plays. There are parameters that we have to make those plays within. Hoping to win. Hoping to get some more followers. And hoping to make some money off of that. And we'll probably be just moving our plays from the show into the Cappers Cup. We're not going to deviate. We're not going to make you know, other random plays, but, uh, NBA is going to be on the Instagram story and that's it. Tyler. I love you. Yeah. Final parting shot for those of you who've been saying I am the better looking bald, handsome man, uh, bald bearded man compared to Dale, you would be correct. So thank you. Yeah. Oh my God. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm. Love you though. Yeah. The the fact that I shared DNA with that guy is just fucking appalling to me. Good guy. Uh Huh? (laughs) Good guy. Yeah, he means, yeah, he means well. He mean yeah, yeah he yeah. means well. All right, guys. <laughs> um, until next week. Good fortune, and we'll talk to you on Instagram.